Hey, it's BT. My guest for Tales from a Gemini is Cameron Caraway, otherwise known as Cam Man Races on Instagram. And he's a 11 year old racer. He got his racing license at six years old. He wants to be a role model for African Americans racing. He looks up to Bubba Wallace. He wants to be a NASCAR. This is a fun, fun chat. I had his mom there with him. I, I just love racing families, and this kid is like me. I grew up loving star car racing, so I felt like I was talking to myself um, years in the future. So enjoy my chat with uh, my newest, bestest buddy, Cameron Camo- Carraway. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. This is great. I got a new guest. got a new person working the board. J to the A to the Dayan. Jaden. It made no sense to some guys. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. And I'm so excited. I got a, a, a guest that I swear, I'm, I feel like I'm talking to myself about 40 years ago. Or maybe more than that. I don't want to give my age away. But it's like I'm talking to myself. My guest is Cameron Carraway. Uh, run CMC racing. I think I think the parents had something to do with that. That's a, a little playoff run DMC, which I love that. I, I really do. When I saw that, I go, I got to talk to this kid. And the reason I say that because I grew up Friday nights with stock car racing. I would go to the dirt track and watch late model dirt tracks. Uh, racing, and that's that was my life. I missed my prom to go to the stock car race on Friday night. I was this close to getting a race car, and I was like, ah, but I didn't do it. And I to this day, it haunts me. And then I come across an Instagram profile, and I see this kid, Cam Cameron Caraway, and I'm like, who is this kid? This is me right here. This is me without the glasses, obviously. I go, this is me. And so now I have him on my show. I want to talk to him, Cameron. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. This great. And, oh, um, hey, now, first of all, where, now, where do you live? Where do you live, by the way? I live in Castro Valley. Ca- and that's in California. California? Is that in California? Yeah. Okay. Is California. that in uh, Central, Southern, Northern? Bay Area. Oh, you're in the Bay. Okay. Oh, so you guys got a little money. Good for you. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. Now, you're 11 years old racing. You got your racing license at six. How did that come about? Were you playing Hot Wheels or or Matchbox? And you said, you know what? I want to race. How did that come about? Um, so I saw these quarter midgets at the at the Monster Jam at a Monster Jam show. Uh-huh. And so I thought I told my mom that I wanted to do that. And then I was also watching stock car racing on we on Rewind for like hours when I was little. Really? So like so like that's how it went about. Now, 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 before that, what, what kind of kid were you before that? Okay, because it's sick. You got your license at six to be a race car driver. So, what would you like before that? What were your interests were before that? Like, what were you doing? Um, my parents tried to get me to play ball sports, but that didn't work out. <laughs> I would always be like watching race race cars, like the Cars movie. Yeah, and. I would watch the Cars movie on repeat, and then I would playing with these race cars in my room all the time. Yeah. And once I went to that Monster Jam show, and I saw the Cordy Mitches there, I told my mom that I wanted to do that. And then she found in the track in Livermore, and then that's how the whole thing got started. Man, that is awesome. Hey, but what, uh, what, what ball sports did they want you to play? Was it uh, football or basketball? Which one? They tried all of them. <laughs> what was your, what was your least favorite of all of, what was your least favorite the one where you're like I, I hate this mom which one was it baseball <laughs> and why 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 it just didn't feel like me like it, it just felt too complicated like it just felt weird having to just hit a bat and then just run that just felt <laughs> When, and what position did they have you playing? What position did they have you playing? They had me playing as a batter or or the outfielder, I think. Was it left field, right field, center field? I don't remember. It was a long time ago when <laughs> I was like really young. So like You're eleven. How can it be a long time ago? You're eleven. I mean, how long time ago can it be? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I think it was when I was like five years old. Wow. wow. Somewhere around that. 
Okay. Now I know mom is there right now. Mom, can can you get mom in the screen there? Can you get mom in the screen there? Yeah, hey mom, how are you? How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Okay, so listen, you try to get him into sports, which is understandable. You always want your kid to be active and doing something. So he didn't like the ball sports. So now were you worried he wasn't gonna get into sports at all? Or were you worried about him finding his passion? No. He was going to find something. <laughs> so we were just trying it. We, everything we did, uh, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, yeah. none of it stuck. Um, okay. But he had always loved cars. Uh-huh. You know, the Disney movie cars came out. He would always watch that movie over and over. Hot Wheels all the time. Hot Wheels, monster trucks. Those were his go-to. And we would have never imagined that a kid that young could drive. That we had nothing, no idea whatsoever. Yeah. And my husband and I, we grew up on the ball sports. Yes, <laughs> of, course. of course. And then so when we found this, it just stuck. He stuck to it. Now, how'd you go about getting him into it? He said it was a quarter minute you got into it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you said I want to drive it, did you think he was just saying it and you could go like talk him out of it? Like, yeah, OK, yeah, sure, buddy. And then like you just kind of like go on and hope he picks something else. You go, OK. So how did that come about? Like, did he get in a go kart first and then see if he liked it or how did it go? Well, he did the quarter midges when we saw the exhibition race. Uh-huh. They were handing out flyers at the end saying, come join us. You can come and drive the car. Uh-huh. Um, you can do like a three lessons, some private lessons. So we did the private lessons with him and kept going. <laughs> and he loved it. How, how, how did it feel, Cam? When you first got in that car, Cam, and you were strapped in, they put the seatbelt on you and you put the helmet on and it got real when you put the gloves on, they started the engine. How did you feel? How did you know this is what I wanted to do? Because I got really excited and then I just wanted to go out the track so bad when they were trying to strap me in the car. Yeah. And how did you know you had? A, how did you know you had a little bit of something in you that was special? I mean, how did you know this was it for you? Because it just felt like me. I always been playing with cars, watching Monster Jam. I like motors, so I would want to. I would want to race a motorized car. So I knew this was it for me because I get to drive a car. On a racetrack. Nah, okay. So what was your first race? Uh, my first race was at that same track where I got those private lessons at. And we did pretty good. What, what, what place did you get on your first race? What place did you get? Um, I think there was six cars and I finished six. <laughs> were, were you discouraged at all? Were you like, okay, I can do this? Uh, no, I just thought, okay, I can still do this. Did you get bumped around a little bit or did you, did you feel like you knew what you were doing or you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I did get bumped around a bit and I did have a flip and, and a, and a, in a race. And so we were flipping and I was just crying. And since the car was broke, I couldn't race. Well, I sort of wanted to get out. <laughs> what made you? Uh, what What made you stay around? What made you stay around? What made you stick around? But, um, it was that that I still wanted to race again, because like I still wanted to do this. Like I don't want to quit because I flipped. I don't want to quit because I flipped. So I just thought we're doing the next race. I love mom. How did you feel watching your son race and have that wreck? I mean, I, like, you know, spin out. How does that make you feel? Do you, I mean, do you get nervous? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was really nervous. Um, after a while you get used to it, but what happens is they go the next class up and it starts all over the nervousness. Once you get used to it, it's like, okay, but then they go to a faster class and then they go to a faster class and it never goes away. <laughs> That, 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 that parental, like, wanting to protect your son, and you're out there. That first, well, you must have been a bundle of nerves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first, his first race out flips the car. Oh, and what did you do? What was your, was your instinct to jump over the wall and go, and go protect your son? Or really? Yeah, of course you can't go through the gate, but um, <laughs> so I'm there. My husband's on the track with them. So I'm always looking like, give me a sign. Everything's okay. And 
So he'll give me the thumbs up. Cam now knows to give me the thumbs up when, you know, all the smoke clears. Um, I don't think it was the first race out. Your first one you did flip. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, where does this competitiveness come from? Does it come from uh, your husband? Does it come from you or does it come from both of you? I mean, were you an athlete in, in college or high school or anything? My husband was an athlete, but I am competitive. I have to admit. <laughs> really? Really? Did so you gets any, it from both of us. <laughs> yep. Did you have any sports coming up? I didn't. No. Now, what sport did your husband do? What sport did your husband do? He did track and football and basketball. He did it all. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's where he gets his competitive edge from, from both of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, do you do you like ins- tell him like, hey, you can do this as long as you're having fun? Or do you say, listen, we're going to invest a lot of money in you. So you got to know this is what you want to do because we're going broke here. So, I mean, how do you go about telling him that? Um. We, my mom told me, do you want to do this? We're doing this for fun. And I said, no, we're doing this for wins. Oh, I like that. I like that. So when that first win come, when, when, when was it? Um, It was on a Sunday in like the summer, I think. And let's just say at the end of the race, me, me, me and another car got into it and we both spun out. Yeah. But they caught it on the other car because it was the other car's fault. So that, so I led the race and I eventually ended up winning. And I had a large crowd. I had a large crowd of family there. So, you know, they were going to be loud. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's uh, how was that feeling when you crossed the finish line, getting that checkered flag for your first win? I was like, yeah. How about you, mom? Oh, yeah, we were excited. Oh, that's good. So, so did you go, okay, we made the right choice. This is what he's going to do? Yeah. But this is it. Now, what do you do for a living, mom? Uh, your vocation? Um, I'm a psychologist. A, a psychologist? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're cheating there, Cam. So, so that way, so your mom says, all right, here's what we're going to do. And she basically hypnotized you and gets you mentally ready. <laughs> so that, that's basically performance enhancing right there. I mean, I mean, it's, you got a little upper hand on all your competitors. Do you not? Do you think you have an upper hand? No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mom to him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, do, so do you try to like in, instill some of the, your psychology aspects to him? Like, okay, you got to visualize, son. You got to visualize. You're better than them. You'll always be better than them. They they not they can't compete with you. Yep. <laughs> you'd she'd say that I'm a better driver. She said that on my first year, she would say I'm a better driver than them. I can do this. Just visualize me winning again. So, yeah, she would always do that in my first year. That is awesome, man. That is great. And what does your father do? What does your father do? My father just says, go out there, have fun. And I mean, I mean as a job, I mean, as a job, what does your dad do? What does your dad do? Um, he's, not, he's also a doctor. Um, he does the same thing. Oh, he you're both psychologists? Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that whole house is just a, a battle of the mind, isn't it? It's all mind games in your house. It's, it's oh, man, it's got to be a scary household to be in. Your mom and your dad are both psychologists. So when they fight, it's all mentally. It's all mentally. It's like, all right, listen, honey, we're going to go to the races this week and we're going to go out to eat. No, we're not going out. Yes, we are. It's all a mental. It's all a mental game. This is awesome, man. So you got the upper hand psychologically on your uh, opponents. You know that, right? Right. Right. Okay. And how about physically? Now, do you guys, do you do anything like go to the gym and get in shape like for your body or do you have to work? I mean, what do you, how, how does it go about? Um, I do go to the gym. I do work in a boxing class and I do exercises at the house, like weights and push-ups and sit-ups or crunches. Now, what is the box? Does the boxing help your hand out coordination? Yeah. Do you feel it helps you as far as racing goes? Yeah, it helps me with my hands. And so that way I can have, because, you know, say there's a wreck in front of you. Uh You're going to need to use your hands and your legs a lot 
that's where the footwork and the hand work comes in. Okay. So like you can use those reflexes to help you to pass the wreck. And I did that twice with super close wrecks. And if I didn't have those reflexes, my car could have been totaled. Wow. Like, okay. Destroyed. Okay. And also, if you get in a wreck or whatever, and let's say, you know, it comes to fisticuffs, you're going to have the upper hand. You're going to be like, oh, I don't think you want to do this. I've been boxing. Yep, I would say that. <laughs> but we're, we're, it's not going to go. There. It's not going to get to that. It's not going to get to that. But I want to ask you, though, also, is that like, okay, so, you, and I interview a lot of uh, racing families, or whatever. So, motorcycle racers, they have what they call the red mist. That's when, like, another driver makes you mad. And like, you know, you want to get them back and retaliate. Do you ever get the red mist when you're racing? Say somebody bumps you that you feel like it's unnecessary. You go, okay, I'm, I'm going to get them back. No, I never really got that. Oh, really? Like no one's ever, you have, do, you have, do you have a rivalry, uh, uh, say another driver that you kind of kind of don't like or whatever. And they kind of been, maybe you think a little bit dirty and you go, okay, I'm going to put him, uh, say, I'm going to take him a little high or whatever. Or I'm going to give him a little bump just to let him know, don't do that again. Has that ever happened to you yet? Nope, not yet. Well, that's good. Okay, just check. And if it does, you got the mind game. You got to talk to your mom or your dad and get the mind games going, you know? All right. <laughs> okay. Love it. Okay, listen. Okay, so growing up, in the beginning, when you first start racing, who were your role model? Who did you look up to? Since you decided, okay, I'm going to start racing, who did you look up to and go, okay, I kind of want to model my either driving pattern like this person or that's who I look to as inspiration? Because I think we all have inspirations when we race. Uh, Bo Wallace. That's your favorite? Yes. You know why? Why? And why is that? Because he's African-American. Mm-hmm. And the way of how he made it, he made it to NASCAR, it makes me want to look up to him, and hopefully that I could do the same thing as him. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, now have have you ever um, have you ever uh, uh, contacted him or talked to him? No, but I have talked to a former NASCAR driver, also hey, a black Mom, American. You might have to scoot up a little bit. Um, oh, uh, you guys want me to stay in the picture? Yes, please, April, please. Oh, yes, please. yes okay. we love you, Mom. We want to see your mom. We want to see Mom. We're a family show here. At least for this, <laughs> there you go. At least for this episode, we are. Yes, we want to see you, Mom. Let's go up okay. a little more, Mom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, stay. It's like she's a ghost, isn't it? It's like she's a ghost. She appears yeah, and reappears. It's like stay side by side. Yeah, that's perfect. There you go. Perfect okay. right there. Okay, so Bubba Wallace is one of your role models, okay? You haven't talked to him, but you talked to who was it again? I'm sorry. Um, A former... African-American NASCAR driver, uh, Billy Lester. I know. I remember Bill Lester. See, like I said, it's kind of similar because I grew up, honestly, watching me and my mom watched the Daytona 500 growing up. Every When it came on, you know, it was like the first race of the year. And that was when it was in the daytime. And me, me and my mom and my brother watched the Daytona 500. And I remember Bill Lester. I also remember Willie T. Ribs. I remember all those guys. So, yeah, they were my inspirations also. But, like, do you also get inspiration from watching Lewis Hamilton? Um, I do get some inspiration from him, but not as much as Bubba Wallace. But I do get inspiration of him of how he was able to just push through and be a seven-time world champion. Do you, Do you think you have the mentality to be a world champion, or th- or you think you can? I think I can be a NASCAR champion. Well, I think a world champion is a world champion. I think talent is talent. I think you can do anything you want to. I mean, as your parents, I mean, they've got the mental to get you there. So I think you can do whatever you want to do. Don't you think? Is it too early for you? I saw that yawn. Is it too early for you? Did mom wake you up too early? No. No, she didn't. (laughs) Okay. Now, what makes you go NASCAR? Because, I mean, the way it is now, and the great thing about society now is everything's just so wide open. There's no really limitations. You know, NASCAR's got the diversity program, but you also have the, the doors that Lewis Hamilton's opening. And with racing now, you have everything. You can go karting and that can get you an open wheel. I know you race uh, micro sprint. Is it micro sprints? Is it? Yeah, micro sprints. Okay, so now you went from Okay, so you went to quarter midgets. Now, what was it? I know your, your, uh, your rookie year right now is in late models, right? Yeah. Now, how'd that come about? And it's on, is that on asphalt or dirt? Asphalt. Okay, but you also race 
the quarter midgets, I mean, uh, the micro sprints on dirt, right? Yeah. So what's your favorite, asphalt or dirt? Um, if you had to pick, if you had to pick, if I broke in your house and had a gun to your head, okay, a water pistol to your head, and I go, listen, what's your favorite? Or I'm going to squirt you. What, what would you say? Asphalt. And why? Because asphalt is the way that I want to go because I want to be a NASCAR driver. Okay. But the reason why this question has been so hard is because NASCAR did a dirt race. And so that means you're going to need that dirt experience as well. That's why I was getting this pick was even harder when they added that dirt race to the schedule. Look at so, that. But I would pick asphalt because that's the way I want to go. I want to race asphalt because it seems like a fun way to go and you get to race side by side in hard racing. So it's pretty fun to do. Well, you don't think dirt racing's fun, getting dirty? I mean, when you're a kid, you always want to get dirty. You race dirt, you can get dirty, you can do a little spin out, you can come in, we got dirt on you, look like you really worked. When you're on asphalt, you're always coming in clean. It's like you can race in a tuxedo, but when you race dirt, you want to be dirty and sweaty, don't you? Asphalt is the same thing. I mean, it's a bit less dirty because, you know, dirt is dirt. You're going to get dirty (laughs) and dirt. But, like, if you hit the wall... Yeah, there's going to be a bit of like, okay, so like, say you fall on asphalt, um, your shirt's probably going to be really dirty, right? of course. And then when you hit the wall, the cars are also, the wheels, the wheels on the car are like white. That's what happened to one of my friends that I was racing against. He hit the wall and his car was like smoking. And then I, and then like, when you're dirty and you have on like a shirt under your suit, your shirt, if it's not white, it has all these white particles from the suit. And also, since it's so hot, um, you get so sweaty and then you have to take a shower. <laughs> Do you like it? Those armpits. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> Do you like getting dirty? Sounds like sounds like getting dirty is not really your repertoire. You kind of like keeping it clean. Do you do you like getting dirty a little bit? I like getting dirty a little bit in the dirt. There you, it, now, when you first did dirt, what were, I mean, what was your first impression when you're in that sprint and you're trying to find, I guess, the cushion or whatever? I mean, how did you feel sliding the car? Was it different for you? It was different, but I have done dirt in the quarter midget before. We haven't mm-hmm. we didn't have the late model yet. So it felt different because it wasn't like the quarter midget on dirt. It was a bit different, but I did slip and slide in one of the fastest classes on the quarter midget dirt track. So it did feel a bit similar to me. So like it did feel fun for me to get that feeling of me slipping and sliding back. So it felt pretty fun for me to do. Well, as long as you're having fun, man, that's what it's all about. And sometimes, you know, when you're trying to get to where you're trying to get to, which is NASCAR, like you said, sometimes that path, sometimes it's deferred. I mean, you can still get there, but sometimes it's a different path. Have you ever thought about maybe racing uh, World of Outlaws uh, sprint cars and uh, in the meantime to get to NASCAR? No. Does that interest you at all? It doesn't? Well, I mean, I would maybe, I said maybe would want to do that. As you know, I'm trying to be like an African-American Kyle Larson. Trying to race, I'm trying to be good on dirt. I'm trying to be good on asphalt. You must have been reading my mind. I, I That was going to be the next question. I said, you know what? One of the greatest pure racers now, I always say in NASCAR, one of the greatest pure racers of all time was, to me, Tony Stewart. And then the next generation from Tony Stewart, I thought I thought Kyle Busch. I still think Kyle Busch is one of the best. But right now, one of the best pure racers, I think, is Kyle Larson. He can do it all. Do you look up, do you look up to Kyle also? Yeah. Have you ever talked to him? No. Have you gotten close? Yes, I think I did get a picture with him at my at my Vegas, at my Pennzoil 400 Vegas Street for okay. like four years. I went to the same race, the Pennzoil 400. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So, okay. So now are you in a, a points championship? Have, have you ever won the championship or whatever or whatever? I don't know how it works out there. I don't know how you're doing it. But is there like a, a division and you're doing the championship? How does that work? 
Okay, so I'm in the quarter midgets, it's a points championship. Um, in each division, the points are the same, and then we have the Monza. And then qualifying heat races and main events count for points. And I've won the Monza in two different divisions. Congratulations, man. How did that feel? And how did it make you feel, Mom, that he was accomplishing his goals? Um, I felt I felt great. And I tried and I tried to do a circle, like a victory circle. And let's just say that failed really bad. <laughs> Why did it fail? Why did it fail? Because I tried lifting because I thought it wouldn't go. If I didn't lift and I thought it might hit the wall. And then if, since I lifted doing a circle, it stalled. It. <laughs> it stalled. <laughs> and I wish I could show you the trophy in my room. It's okay, man. I think winning a championship, that's got to be the greatest feeling in the world. But as a parent, how does it make you feel, Mom? I mean, you got to have a, a sense of accomplishment already because, I mean, basically kids are a liability until they're at least, I don't know, 23, 24. I mean, let's be honest here. You love them, but they cost a lot of money. So to see him achieving his goals, and it seems like he's having fun. Is that the main thing for you to make sure he's having fun? Oh, yeah. Definitely that he's having fun and that he's growing and progressing, right? Like that he's really getting something from it. Yeah. And also, um, if you win the Monza, you're one of the best in the state. And that's saying a lot in California. I mean, it really is because California is a great state for racing. I think it's underrated. Because the Monza, it's six. Okay. So here's how it works. Six legs, six legs. AKA races at six different tracks. Um, all so over California. All over right. California. Okay. So that's why it's a state championship because, you know, you're going to get, you get big trophies and you're going all over the place in California. So it would be nice to have a championship when you like one at six different tracks all over the state. So it makes it nice for me to win some races. Mm-hmm. And then here's how the regular schedule works for a race. Um, so you have practice on Friday, um, practice qualifying and heats on, wait, practices on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, then practice qualifying and heat races, and then maybe lower mains. And then Sunday's A mains. The features. Well, I knew that, but I was going to let you say it. I mean, I know a little bit about racing. I mean, you don't know everything. I mean, seriously, I know you kids think you do, but I know a little bit about racing. I don't know how that works. But I'll just, let you, you I'll just let you talk. It's okay. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, don't think I'm stupid. I know how it works. I mean, you do a little qualifying, whatever. I mean, which is your favorite? I know it's it sometimes, and, there's, and the reason I asked this, because I thought all racers, that the race was what they really liked the most, but some racers have said they like qualifying the most because, I mean, you get to go all out and, you know, get the best position. So what do you like better, the qualifying or even the practices or the actual race? What's your favorite? Um, I like the races a bit more, but qualifying is my second favorite because that's where you get – that because qualifying kind of sets up how your race goes. It tells you where you are if you go all out on the racetrack. So that way you can miss adjustments. So that way you can be even better in the race. When when it came to jumping up, I know, you know, like I said, quarter made it is to, uh, to the sprints. And now, you know, with the late model, was it, was it hard getting adjusted to the speed? When did you go, oh, this is different right here? Or was it like a, was the learning curve really steep? And did you go, I don't know if I could do this? Or or did you go, oh, I can handle this? Um, So if it's about the migrant first, um, it didn't feel really different. It didn't really feel, feel different because it's the same speed as the Bandolero okay. that I drove like three times. Um, at two different tracks mm-hmm. and um, bandoleras and micro sprints go 60 miles an hour while micro sprints and restricted when you put that restrictor plate in okay and then and then so the speed didn't feel different but the turns felt way different was it a hard learning I mean, curve for you i'm sorry was it a hard learning curve for you i mean was it like difficult or did you catch on to it like that 
Um, I'm still learning a bit, but I'd say it's getting insane. I'm starting to catch up really good. Good for I you. I still need to learn a few things, but I think I'm getting pretty good at these micro sprints. And then the late model, um, he was also a learning curve. But once I started to get up to speed and not make much mistakes, it didn't feel. It did feel good. I felt like I knew I was knowing more about how to drive these late models. And then when I was at the Madeira Speedway for like a tryout race to race on TV, um, I did, they said that I was good enough and I became the youngest person to drive in the professional late models at Madeira. Congratulate. I saw that on social media and I was going to ask you about that. How was that feeling though? You were racing with the pros. You were racing with grown men and you held your own. I mean, I'm not even just saying it. I watched it on, you know, on your uh, Instagram. I thought that was incredible. How did you feel? Were you intimidated a little bit or did you know you could do it? I thought I could do it. I don't care how old they are. I just thought I'm doing it. Good. Well, you know, you got your mom and dad, you know, with the mental game. So I'm sure that kind of helped. But like, did there, were there any uh, did any of the uh, older guys try to intimidate you a little bit? Like, you know, like maybe, I don't know, maybe put some aggressive moves on you or were you, or was everything pretty much OK? Like 50-50? Everything was pretty much OK because it wasn't the TV race. Okay. And then I don't know how this guy, but he was like all over the track and then he spun. Oh, my God. So we spun. I hit the brakes. I thought, hit the brakes, hit the brakes. And then I realized that if I hit the brakes, I would crash into him. So I went, went, go, 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 go. And then I swore. I think I might have hit the wall a bit. I don't know. And then I swore back to infield thingy. And then I was back on. And then I was on the track unscathed. So, yes. Just the fact that you said unscathed. I don't even use the word unscathed. I'm a grown man. I mean, that seriously, you're way ahead of the game than I am. You really are. It's so good for you on that. And I was going to ask mom, I know racing is expensive. Even though you're doctors, I'm sure you're bringing down the big dough. But racing is expensive, and it's all about sponsorship. So how do you go about getting sponsors for them? Um, we do interviews with sponsorship. Call them and see if they would want to be a sponsor. And then sometimes they would want to meet me. So we do like this meeting greet thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of footwork, going to different businesses, making phone calls, just trying to find people, businesses, corporations to sponsor them because the slate model is definitely above our pay grade. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we that we need to get sponsors. So it's a lot of footwork. Well, you know, the old joke about racing is, you know how you make a a, 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 a huge fortune in racing? No, it's a small fortune. In, well, what's the joke? Is that, you know how you make a fortune in racing? Start off with a huge fortune in racing because, I mean, it costs so much money. <laughs> I mean, it really does. So I know how it goes. A lot of people are talented and never make that get that opportunity. So I always want to know how the sponsorship goes because, honestly, you're a gold mine. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. When I when I scan the social media, I look at everything, and I saw you when I see these 11, and you're killing it. I mean, you're killing it. You're traveling. Like I said, you're in Vegas. You're at, I think, I think you I think you were at the Daytona, was it? You were at the Daytona? Yeah, Daytona. Oh God, Daytona! Daytona. How was it? How, what was your experience there? Because I, I went as a grown man, and I was like, oh, and I was on the track, and I was like, oh my God, I'm here! So, what was it like for you to be what in Daytona? What was the first text that you sent when you saw the stadium? I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here! I was like, oh, and then we had the hotel right next to the track, and I was like, this is my dream. Yeah. I'm walking distance from the track. <laughs> this is perfect. He and sent me a text of the a picture of the stadium. He said, this is the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is great. Did you soak it all in? Did you, did you visualize like, I'm meant to be here? Yes. Oh, that's, and man. Then, ahead, and then in the last few days, oh, I, it still haunts me to this day. Oh, my. I had a headache. And then yeah. when I try to eat something and get hydrated, my stomach just said, no, go back up. And I ended up throwing up like a lot. 
and and I spun all by myself two times in the lower feature in one of the divisions because like you know you can't you can't drive right when you're sick like yeah. it's hard to just drive right when you have a stomach that won't eat anything no. yeah I mean, no, no, that, that, no, that's the truth. I mean, it's like, but that's one of those things where it becomes mental because sometimes you're not always a hundred percent. And sometimes, uh, you know, I think you get, sometimes you get inspiration from other athletes in sports. That's why sometimes it's good to read about how they get through it. You know, Michael Phelps, coach, what he would do is before practice, he'd take his goggles and he'd hide them or he'd put water in them and make it, he wanted to make it so it was uncomfortable. So when he practiced, so when the actual meet came, no matter what happened, he was prepared for it. So, I mean, sometimes you can't prepare for when you're sick, but you but if you can get through it, like that's experience you already had, you've already been through it. So then you know, okay, it's a if a big race comes and you're not feeling well. Hey, I've been through this before. I can make th- I can make it through or whatever. You can find a way to get through it. You know what I mean? Yes. Always stay hydrated. That's one of the few things. Always stay hydrated. I mean, I, mean, I was drinking water that day when I had the stomach start. It, it happens. So, like, it and then once I tried, and then once I tried eating, that's when it just felt bad. Well, really bad. It, it and happened. then, and then, like, I still tried eating, and yet every time that I tried eating, oh, uh, it's sick. But you finished the race. Yes, you I finished finish the race. Mm-hmm. See, there, the there you go. That's all yeah. that matters, man. If you got through it, when you come through the hard times, you know you can do it again. And that's the part about you finished the race. And that's the most important thing. You, you weren't your best. You were sick, but you finished. That shows, that shows me right there you're a champion. It really does. Mm-hmm. And then this year, oh, my. I was so close to winning my first ever USAC race. If there had been a caution, and I got past the lead car, then I would have won. And then I could have been able to go on the driver intros with the driver of my pick. It would have been nice. Oh, well, it'll happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, hey, you got time. You're in sixth grade. You hear me? I, th- I think you got to have a little time. <laughs> You're not even a teenager and then, yet. And then they also missed the test where I could go meet drivers at the Sonoma Raceway. So, but either way, I wouldn't make it because, you know, it was it was about, if it was a tie, it would be most laps completed in the MAP TV late model series. And I didn't even complete one single race. So, because I wasn't racing in those races. So, so, and then, so then um, if I time. did make it, then I wouldn't be able to go because I had that Disneyland trip. You had a Disneyland. <laughs> he was going to Disneyland. So he was trying to. He was entering a contest with the kids who were racing, where they, like the top three kids, would have been able to go to the Sonoma race. But the day of the dinner, it's a dinner, Hall of Fame dinner. We're in Disneyland. So either way, if he would have won, he wouldn't have been able to go. <laughs> you got to drop Disneyland to go to race. You, it's, it's Mickey Mouse, I and mean, he ain't had a movie in since the forties. So you got to drop it. I mean, you gotta say bye, fam, and go to the and go to the race. I mean, if it's racing first, you understand? <laughs> racing first, okay. School is important, but racing is important to her. Okay. <laughs> one, wait, one. Either way, if if it was a tie and I didn't have that Disneyland trip, it would be about most laps completed. Oh, but you weren't participating in that race, though. So that's the other piece that would have prevented you from going. Because you didn't participate in the race. But it's okay. You are going to the race, though. And you'll be in the pits. You'll be able to attend. He's going to go to the Sonoma race. So we're, gonna have to, so we're probably going to run into our friends yeah. at once. Like, very so, hopefully. He gets to go to the race. He's what? just not going to the dinner. <laughs> I love to the dinner. <laughs> okay. You do a lot of traveling doing this racing. Like, how much school do you miss? Oh, we miss a lot of school. Now, do you like school? Do you like school at all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying it because your parents are there, or do you like? Are you like? Do you really like? I mean, give me a wink. I mean, do you really like school? I mean, give me a wink. Give me a wink. Do you really like school? I like school. 
<laughs> I think he, I think he just I think he's just going along, mom, because you're there. What's your yeah. favorite sub? What's your favorite subject in school? What's your favorite subject? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's me. As <laughs> me is exercise. Exactly. I like the way this kid thinks. Okay. What's your least favorite? What's your least favorite? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, but you know what? You're gonna have to. You know what? You have to. I, you racing it involves math. People don't realize it. You know, a lot of things in racing involve math. So you kind of gotta have math. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to sign those checks, those big checks, and decide. You know, who's gonna get what? Your manager, how much they take out? You know, percentage rate. I mean, your mom and dad are good for the mental, but you're gonna know how to math and divide out who gets what. And like, mom, sorry, but this is my money. So listen, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, but I'm gonna go. Over I'm gonna here. give mom my money. I'm gonna give mom some of her my money. Oh, now, what a good, what a good son. A, she's been here all my life. She's well, so, so if I miss giving my money, then then that would make me a bad son. I'm not a bad son. I am a son and a race car driver with morals to tell me to give my mom all my paychecks of money that paycheck. I have. Yes. Okay. I love not it. No, that's beautiful, man. No, I, I honestly, I love it. As long as you guys don't end up like Gary Coleman, that's great. I mean, and that's beautiful. Great for you guys. Now, I want to ask you something about how did you come up with the number 27 on your late model car? Birthday. When's My your birthday? August 27th. August 27th. And it's been on that for every single car. Okay. Every I, single car we had, 27, 27, 27. Now, was that your doing or was it your parents? It was, well, my dad told me to choose a number for racing, and I chose 27 because it's my birthday date, and 27 is kind of also my favorite number. (laughs) And what year were you born? This is going to hurt hurt my heart, but what year were you born? What year? 2010. Oh, man, I I, I seriously, yeah, I I hate him now. 2010, 2010. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness, 2010. <laughs> wow. Well, good for you, man. I'm happy for you. Okay, so like what what's your dream track? The track you really want to race on? Daytona. The five is that the race you want to win also? Yes, sir. And how do you do you have goals mapped out like year by year by year how you want to do it? Like the step by do you guys have a, a master plan? Do, are you thinking of a master well, plan? <laughs> well, one if I make it to the Daytona 500, I do not want to do a Harrison Burton. I do not want to flip on my first Daytona 500. No. Well, well don't say I don't that. Wreck. No, don't, I don't say that. Yeah, don't say it because you put it. I don't me- want to wreck. I just want to keep the car in one piece on my first year in Would Daytona because you- Daytona is like a wreck fest. So I want to keep my car in one piece. And then the next year, we're going to try and get more aggressive. And then the next year I get more aggressive and then next year we're going to try and win. I love the way you think. I mean, I mean that Daytona and Talladega are my favorite, my favorite uh, races. When I make sure I watch racing, I watch NASCAR. That is Daytona and Talladega are my favorite races, man. You win in those, th- those two are the super, the super, super tracks, the restrictor plate races. My gosh, I man, mom, you got to be freaking out if you see on the on the super track like Daytona or Talladega. Are you, I bet you got to be fingers crossed with your eyes closed. Man. <laughs> It'll like be nerve wracking. Do you like his pro- do you like his progression where he's going? Yeah. He's I feel like well. I should bring her in person. Then she'll be really nervous. I know. I have to see it in person. How come you don't go in person? To his races? Yeah. I've been. He's talking about going to see Daytona. I haven't been to Daytona. Why not? You you gotta go. I mean, you, you're family. I mean, you're you're gonna get his checks eventually, so you gotta go. I will get there. I will get there. Wow, man, that's great to hear. Okay, so listen, I know you're 11 and you're focused, whatever. But what do you like to do off the track? Like when you're not racing or thinking about racing or not thinking about PE, what do you like to do? Um, uh, I like to I like to playing the sim or just you know roblox right the game what? that a lot of kids play roblox yes no i have, I have no idea about that game please tell me oh. you were born in 2010 i have no idea oh. what roblox is i know real roblox, roblox like 
<laughs> I know real what? roadblocks where you have to give a, an ID and they give you a breathalyzer. So yeah, you tell, <laughs> you tell me your definition of kids' life. Like a lot of students at my school like Roblox. Like a lot of sixth graders play Roblox at my school and elementary. Okay. And so, and a lot of my classmates as well. So. Yeah, Roblox is a game where you get to make games or play games. It's a game that has like a billion people playing that are like that right now. <laughs> wow. Is it like, is it like kind of like Fortnite? No, there's like a million different games. And they have NASCAR games on there too. Like, like the development that they use in Roblox is really good because they make a lot of different games mm-hmm. and they were able to develop, develop, race cars in the in roblox and roblox has have like pixelated characters like blocky characters something like that yeah okay wow i, did, I didn't know that okay and also now you're you're part of the generation of gaming with gamers and that's how some racers get acclimated to a track is is uh gaming do you do that also yeah i do gaming i play on iRacing. i do Roblox NASCAR. I already told you about Roblox. I do Roblox NASCAR. Um, I like gaming. It seems like you do. It's like you do everything well except dancing. I saw you dancing, and I was like, you know, I think that's probably the one thing that maybe this kid doesn't do well. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I. I really don't want to talk about that video. I, I don't think that, 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 that just, It's it okay, was, man. Hey, it's okay. I can't uh, dance either. I can't dance either. I, it I, makes I, me feel it makes me feel like that my five year old me did something really wrong. You did everything no, right. No, you didn't do anything wrong. Hey, look, dancing's fun. It's like singing in the shower. You know, everybody thinks they're a good singer in the shower. And that's what it is. Dancing makes you feel good. So listen, when they say dance like nobody's watching, that's what you do. Make sure nobody's watching and just dance and have a good time. <laughs> you take mom and dad's old CDs or record. Like, mom, when did you graduate high school, mom? 90s. <laughs> Nine, whoa, whoa, what was that? I, what was it? Mom, <laughs> you know, a long time ago. <laughs> I, I think I got a couple of years on you, mom, but still, borrow some mom's music and dance, whatever, and get so, you know, get into your own group and you dance. It gets you in a good mood and, and, and you feel good, man. That's, what, that's why people sing. That's why people dance. It, it gets you in a good mood and get those endorphins up. How do you get focused for a race for you? Like, do you listen to music or do you, uh, self-talk how do you get in that zone um i like watching racing videos on my phone before i go racing so that way it told me like all right we're gonna be like those drivers on my phone so let's do this let's focus let's not make any mistakes and let's win or get on the podium this race is anybody talking to you while you're okay? Like you know, like the, they're playing a national anthem, or or you're in the car and you're strapped in. Is anybody in, in your ear, or do you or you tell them, in, hey, listen, in your I, ear. they're in your ear. Yeah. Do you tell them, hey, I don't really want you to talk to me. I'm trying to get in my own zone, or do or they or you don't mind them talking to you? I don't mind. I really? don't mind them talking to me. Well, it's my dad that talks to me. You gotta listen to dad. You gotta listen to pops. You gotta listen yeah. to pops. Man, that is great. I, I mean, I love that. I love how focused you are. Now, even though you're focused on racing and you're 11, hey, I realize life happens. Things change a little bit. Now, when it comes to like, it's it's out there. When it comes to girls, I mean, you know, mom, are you like making sure, hey, you better stay with my son? I mean, I mean, honestly, how is it, mom? Because you want to. I got, oh, I got rejected once. <laughs> how long ago was this? When was this? I'll talk to her. How long ago was this? <laughs> Okay, I will hunt her down and I will talk to her and say, do you know you're talking to the future NASCAR champion that you just turned down? Mm, no, I just want to know that. What happened? Uh, who was it and how long ago was it? How long ago was it? This year. What happened? What? Tell me what happened. I tried asking her to be my, I tried asking her out and she said no. So basically I just ignore her. <laughs> and my friend and my friend is like is like it's like hey go get your girl and I'm like 
I don't like her anymore. <laughs> did, you meet, did you meet her at the racetrack? How'd you meet her? School. Well, listen, she's going to honestly, here's what you do. It's great job, but you're ignoring her because now she's going to be like, oh, hey, Cam, when you win those championships and, you know, you come to school like very sparingly because, you know, you're winning championships, you're doing things, you're going to Disneyland by yourself, you, you know, you, you're doing all this stuff. She's going to be like, hey, Cam, you want to uh, go play roadblocks? You go, nah, I'm busy. And she'll be like, Cam. And then you're winning a national championship in USAC and your ARCA. And then next, you know, you know, you're, you're doing everything. You're jet setting. She's going to be like, hey, Cam, why don't you hit me up? And you go, nah, I can't. Trust me, man. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I mean, I know mom's there and I'm going to put, I'm going to put you on game right now. But when you ignore them, they're going to be like, Oh my God, Cam, I like you now. And you're like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I got it. I got a supermodel I'm talking to right now. It's Beyonce's little daughter, Blue. I mean, whatever. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm just giving you an example of what's going to happen to you. So do you try to step in there, mom, or you just let him kind of be a kid? I mean, cause you know, got to be a kid. He does his thing. What is what? He's slapped me. Oh, sorry. Now, when it it comes to discipline, I mean, he seems like a great kid, but when it comes to discipline, have you had to threaten him? Like, if you don't stop it, I'm going to take your car away. I mean, like, you're not going to drive this weekend. Like, has that ever happened? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Let's just say that happened a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Please tell me what happened. Please. He gets it together. He's never missed a race because I've threatened him with it. But he knows that if he don't get it together, he won't race. <laughs> I mean, but because he seems like a great, well-adjusted kid. So what happened in a scenario where you had to kind of like lay the law down? Why don't we always get into it? School. School. <laughs> Him not doing his homework. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so what do you like why don't you do you if you go to school i've always said this in, when it comes especially like you know like you you go to school every day so how do you not get your schoolwork in sometimes i forget to do them or sometimes i do them and i forget to turn them in how do you forget to turn them in <laughs> i mean I, I, you go to school every day i'm built different I don't know how. It just happens. Well, you're a racer. Of course you are. Of course, you're a racer. You're built different. But still, you got to put your schoolwork in until you can afford to move out. I don't even, (laughs) I don't even, I don't even eat cereal with milk. Okay. What, 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 I felt like I feel like that was completely random. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so okay, you don't eat cereal. What? How do you? What? What do you eat? What do you eat? What's your What's your diet like? Are you Are you trying to be strict or are you plant based or are you just eating anything you want? Because you're 11 years old, so I'm sure you got a good metabolism. It's a bit balanced. Junk food, healthy food. It's balanced. Well, you I gotta, eat both. Yeah. Eat good stuff. Eat good stuff, man. Because you're young. I know it sounds like you're young, but you're an athlete. Because if you eat a lot of sugar, you're gonna have a, a crash. So drink a lot of water. Uh, eliminate the sugar. Yeah, but I'm starting to eat more healthy than junk. So it's starting to become the weights, uh, the balance. So say there's two bags. the The weight of the healthy is coming down, as in I'm eating more healthy. Okay. So yeah. Can can you tell a difference? Can you tell the difference in your body? Um, I mean, the difference in my body. What do you mean? I mean, like like mentally. Like sometimes, honestly, like I said, if you eat a lot of sugar, a lot of junk food, a lot of sodas or whatever, you know, you get a crash or whatever, or you feel kind of lethargic. But if you start eating right, even at a young age, you kind of feel the difference. Like maybe those headaches will go away. I mean, I know that maybe at a uh, uh, you know, like just something happened at race, or whatever. But if you don't eat a lot of sugar, you eliminate the headaches. I think you think clearer. You know, it's a lot of water. My dad always stressed water, water, water growing up. And then now, and I was like, yeah, whatever, dad. But now it makes sense and I feel a difference in my body. So if you eat, it, eating healthier, do you feel that difference? Yeah, I feel that difference. <laughs> Okay, on race day, it's race day. What do you eat for race day? I mean, right before your race, do you eat anything? Maybe a candy bar, or do you not eat? How do you do it? Like if it's race day, the big race coming up, what do you do? Um, my dad, my dad just tells me like, just get like just random food, like drive through food. 
What What's your food of choice? What's your favorite food? My dad just gets us pizza. <laughs> what's your favorite pizza? What's your favorite pizza? Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no vegan here? Just just whatever, right? I like meat. Okay. Okay. Just asking. It's, everybody's different, man. Just asking. <laughs> just asking. So, Cam, the big goals for next year. What's your goals for next year? Um... Um, my goals for next year is to try to win a race at Madeira. Okay. And also, now that I know about the test, make the test as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when do you want to be in NASCAR? I know that's your goal, whatever. When do you want to be in NASCAR? I want to be it at the earliest age as possible, like either 20, 21, either 20 or 21 years old. Wow. So that's a, another, that's nine years away. So you do have your goals mapped out like step by step by step. And are you helping them yeah. with those goals, mom, with those steps? Like have, do you have a, like a, a journal that you're writing in to, a, you know, to chart your progress? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, listen, there's a, there's a book called project three, six, nine. And I tell people all about this book. It's great because it helps you set your goals, but it's also interactive. And I mean, it's great. If you guys get a chance called project three, six, nine, mom, you probably know about this cause you're all in the psychology and deal with the brain and everything, but it's awesome. Nikolai uh, Tesla uh, was basically, it's basically a book that he kind of found it in a way that it's based on mathematical principles and three, six, nine with the, with the universe and everything revolves around that. I think if you get that book, it'll get you on the right path. This is me personally saying, and I think you can chart your progress and I think you'll do well. So if you get a chance, project three, six, nine, get that book. I think it'll do well for you. And I think you are going to be great in the next nine years. I want to be talking to you again. Actually, I want to have to go through your manager to talk to you next time. I mean, mom was great. Mom's like your, your pseudo manager, but I think next I have to talk to his manager, talk to him and he'll, he'll be on the cusp of winning his first Daytona 500. How does that sound, Cam? It would sound good. <laughs> it would sound good. So you want to be a Daytona 500 winner and what else before it's all over at the end of your racing career, what do you want to have accomplished? I want to have nine NASCAR championships. Nine NASCAR champ, and what else? Anything else you want to like? Maybe venture out, do something else. Maybe be the African American Tony Stewart. Maybe you uh, have racing teams underneath you, like you own a racing team. You ever thought about that? No, I kind of want to just stay a racing team driver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there a particular team that you look look forward to racing for? Like maybe Hendrix or or Chip I Ganassi? Be in Chip Ganassi is already shut down. Okay. My bad. Um, oh, boy. Okay. And then, but there's, um, I want to be in Hendrix. I want to be in Rick Hendrick. I want to be the first African-American driver to be in Rick Hendrick's team. How about this? How about it's you and Bubba Wallace going for the, the last lap, Daytona 500. He's high. You're low. So you got to put a hard move on it on him. Do you do it? Um, I would just say, I, I just, I would just say, get the run, get the run, get the run, make it to the finish line without someone breaking me behind, please. And then Bubba will be maybe spinning out in that hard mood, causing a big one. And then I would win the race. Then I would say sorry for pulling that hard move. Cam. Man, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart. I wish you nothing but the best, but I think you're in good hands with your parents. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. April, thank you so much for letting me talk to your son. I mean, he's he's a goldmine. The kid's a goldmine, and it's a goldmine because of your great parents. I wish I could talk to your father also. Give it, tell him I said hello. Thank you so much for letting me talk to I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart. He's going to be great because of you, because of the great foundation that you've laid for him. And, Cam, man, you're this close, man. Stay focused. That girl that turned you down, trust me, she's going to regret this. And in the next year or two, she's going to regret it. Trust me when I say this. She's going to regret that. And so take some, hey, learn how to dance, get some dance moves maybe, and then she'll really regret it, okay? <laughs> All right. Cam, it's been great talking to you. Uh, if you guys follow him, it's at Cam Races, C-A-M-M. No, wait, no, what is that? No, what is it? No, Cam Man. 
Cam Man races. Cam Man races. And is there any uh, product you guys have? Any t-shirts you guys sell or anything? And we have our Red CMC shirts, his Cam Man shirts. They'll all be online too. Online? Is there a website? No. Okay. <laughs> There's no okay. website. We just don't do the social media pages, the Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Okay, well, follow him on Instagram at Cam Man Races. Like I said, this kid's going to be great. He's going to be a Daytona 500 winner. I can't wait to watch your progress. I mean, it from the bottom of my heart. It has been a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you so much for your time, Cam. And listen, school's overrated anyway, man. I mean, go in for PE and that's it. And maybe take a, you know, you can take a math class online. I mean, yeah. look at me. I wasn't that good in school. Look where I'm at. So listen, you can <laughs> you can do it, man. I got faith in you. Thank you so much. Good luck in your racing career. Thank you so much for watching Tales from a Gemini. I'm BT, and you know how I say it about this time. You know the word. Pay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi.